everybody, and hello, humans. Welcome to the Not A Robot DC Comics Review Show, where we review new DC comic releases each and every week. My name's Josh, and with me, as always, is Anthony. What up, everybody? How you guys doing this week? We're everywhere you listen to podcasts, so link up with your favorite podcast platform at campsite.bio forward slash not a robot and uh, patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcast for early access to those podcasts and additional content. We're also on Twitter. I'm at not a robot show and Anthony is. I'm at Walker nine three. Give us a follow and we will follow you on back. You can also send us in some mail and we'll respond to it right on the show at not a robot podcast at gmail.com. And now we will, uh, go over the polls here in just a second but first little update i was talking about how i was beat and a lot of stuff had um i was i was getting my ass kicked <laughs> getting um getting my house remodeled last week in time for the open house and um it turned out that the uh there is a long story involved but uh the realtor that we had picked had had not disclosed to us that there's a particular part or organization or something that she needs to be a member of to or to advertise within the city limits. So anybody that was looking to move to my town wouldn't have seen that my house was listed because she wasn't licensed to do oh, so man. or whatever. So we had three people show up, three people man, all sucks. from out of town. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But, uh, that's that. oh. finally got my wife uh, a laptop ordered um that's good yeah i got her a gaming laptop a pretty nice one um sent me back a little over a thousand dollars set us back a little over a thousand dollars um but um yeah yeah you know i mean that's what she does she needs that damn thing mm -hmm. so that's that's what that's what, anything new with you this week anthony no same boring life. Went Same. to the comic book shop the other day. Got a few uh, trades. Got a couple of Funkos on there. Oh, um, yeah? How's, how's the business going on in that comic book shop? Um, Because I go to um, Costume Comics, so I think it's a pretty well-known one. It's pretty good. Because back in New York, the one that I went to, um, Earth War Comics, it didn't get that much of a business from what I, I, was, from what I saw. But the ones down here... At least it's more of a well-known one. So it's, I want to say there was a good, good size. And there was about a good, like, like 15 people in there at once. Yeah. And I went on a, um. Everybody maintaining social distancing. More or less. More or less. Right. Yeah. And I think like, what day, I think it was like a late Wednesday too. So yeah, for a good amount of, of crowd for that, that day. Not bad, not bad. That's good ah. to know. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, I've been putting up these polls here. We've, we've got them that we've been throwing up there on Twitter and I'm going to go over a couple of them now. The first one, uh, we asked our Twitter followers, what are you looking forward to reading the most? And, uh, the four options were speed metal, action 1025, suicide squad number nine and flash 762. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other ones here first, but by a narrow margin, a speed metal one over Suicide Squad 9. I myself, 
I voted for Suicide Squad 9 because I'm into that story arc because of the story. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it, it's that that's what's got me into it. It's got me excited. It's got me hooked. Um, all of the characters, the arc itself, is it's been great. And sure then Speed Metal, I'm into, but I'm going to be into that anyway because it's an event book. You know what I mean? So yeah. I that's that's where my bet that's where my vote went was Suicide Squad Nine. It did not win though. Speed Metal did end up winning. Where did Close. you throw your vote? I threw my vote into just like you. I was debating between Speed Metal and Suicide Squad. I've Speed Metal because like. From what I've heard, this book was supposed to be a major book. Uh, plus, it's with the speedsters, with Wally, a character that we don't really see much in DC Comics. So I was hoping that, hey, maybe this will give me some idea of what we might be seeing post-Death Metal. Um, unfortunately, I kind of wish I did vote for Suicide Squad. But I was hey, not going to vote for Action hey, Comics. Hey, you know what they say, man? Every vote counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to make sure you're making the right choice, man. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> so, all right. So, Speed Metal was the one that won that. Thank you, everyone, for voting in that poll. Uh, the next one that we were going to uh, discuss here was we've got uh, several big events. Speaking of events, we've got several big events that are coming up in the future, in the near future of DC Comics. We're currently in Death Metal, and that's going to be followed immediately by Endless Winter. And then we're also going to be looking at Future State coming in, I believe, late January, early February. What I was curious about is what everyone thought we would get out of that. So your options were continuity that would make sense, good stuff, but not for long, nothing good, or DC morphs into that 70s show. And hold on one second real quick, because there was something I forgot to mention. Um, on that previous poll that we had here, uh, I just, I like to feel vindicated a little bit. I have not been the nicest, and Anthony has not either, um, to Action Comics at all. Um, and with a good reason. We have good, with, we have good reasons, though. Very good reasons. It's, mm-hmm. it's obvious that everyone out there also feels the same. Uh, Speed Metal, Action 1025, Suicide Squad 9, Flash 762. Speed Metal got 47% of the vote. Suicide Squad got 9 or excuse me, Suicide Squad. <laughs> 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 excuse me, Suicide Squad Nine got forty-two percent of the vote. Flash Seven Sixty Two got eleven, while mm. Action Ten Twenty Five walked away with a big whopping zero. Wah, so we're not. Wah, we're, <laughs> I know at this point, I wish we had side uh, sound effects <laughs> like over at Weird Science. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out there. That is, I, I love that. Thank you guys for making me feel good. Um, all right. So then now we went back over to the, uh, what do we think we're going to get after we have this not reboot, reboot, clean slate, future state thing going on, uh, continuity, good stuff, not for long, nothing good or DC morphs into that seventies show. And maybe I shouldn't put sarcastic answers onto the polls because DC I mean, morphs one. into that 70s show. <laughs> one, 
by by a short margin, but <sighs> still did win. Um, coming in second place would be is uh, continuity that it makes sense. Good stuff, but not for long, and nothing good tied at both with fifteen percent. So hopefully you guys are right um, about the continuity that will make sense. Uh, DC universe morphing into that. Oh. Interesting. That's, interesting. That, is, that is very interesting. I wish I would have uh, th- put some forethought into this and tried to figure out which hero would be each cast member on the show. But yeah. uh, I didn't. If anybody is out there that is listening, wants to fan cast that with your favorite superhero representing each member of that 70s show i would love to see that hit it with the hashtag dcu 70s show and i will be able to find it and we'll talk about it on next week's thing um i think it would be hilarious to do that in any case uh that's it for the polls so do you want to just jump on into these books oh we got a big week this week we certainly do, and we can go ahead and start things off with Suicide Squad 9, priced at $3.99, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Bruno Redondo, Adriano Lucas, and letters by Wes Abbott. Cover was also done by Redondo. This issue, it's the shocking death of Deadshot. The man who never misses has been on the front lines of Task Force X since its inception. Bomb in his neck, gun in his hand. He's seen teammates blow up and countries fall. He's faced down heroes and villains alike. Now the Suicide Squad has one final mission. Bring down the man who enslaved them, then put a bounty on their heads when they escaped. Ted Cord. But to finish the job, the world's deadliest assassin will have to do the one thing he's never done for the cause. Die. And, uh, man, I tell you what, going into this book... I mean, I, I I was not disappointed. This was mm-hmm. just about everything that I was hoping it was going to be. Knowing that it has a 10-issue run I from Taylor, I was not expecting issue number 10 to be an epilogue issue. Uh, so is it 10? I believe so, yeah. I believe I the next it, issue is it. I thought it was 12, but if I'm not mistaken, it is 10. I don't know what the hell, because that's... Thought it like, until November, but I'm hoping it's November because that's too short. Yeah. <laughs> because that's too short. Well, um, I want to say it's October, man. I want to say next month is going to be the last month that we get Suicide Squad written by Taylor. I mean, between um, that book with all the books we've been canceling, that's quite a bit. No, in November, November, it's Young Justice, Teen Titans, Hawkman, and Suicide Squad. Team up? No, um, that's when they all. Uh, yeah, we got. Oh, Titans. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, the ones I'll be right. canceling. I was gonna say Those that's four books. All right. Yeah, but still, man, two more issues. I'm curious to see how it's gonna wrap up. Me too. And so, uh, in this issue, we're starting off in Washington D.C. with Chaos Kitten and and uh, Thylacine, and um. They are some bad mamma jammas, man. They uh they go in there, they're taking out secret service agents, and then they go ahead and kidnap a government official, the senator there, and um they drop him in the ocean. Uh Finn's down there scaring the hell out of him, and 
you know, doing it to get information. Uh, the guy, the guy, you know, he tries to do power play. Finn doesn't move for it. So Finn gets the, the location and we leave it, um, with seeing the senator left at the bottom of the ocean, essentially with a shark there, a couple sharks, three sharks. I see a bunch of lobsters, a giant octopus wrapping his arms around him. So I don't think that senator is coming back out of that one. Yeah, he's shrewd. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, Chaos Kitten asked Finn um, if he also had the senator. He pretty much said nope. So uh, that's that's where they left it at that. We don't see him come back in the rest of the book. Um, the team is back at the uh, um, El, El Rusil, the uh, their their flying base, yeah, their flying base, <laughs> and um, basically Harley and and Deadshot are kind of saying you know goodbye because it's their last mission to each other, and um, Deadshot hears gunfire in the back you know, off in the distance and he runs off and it's Zoe uh, dressed as live shot with dog shot next to her. And they have a conversation about how he doesn't want her shooting guns and, and uh, what it ends is, you know, he, he doesn't want her to turn out to be him. So she says, well, you don't have to be you either. You can change. You don't have to kill anymore starting right now. Pinky promised me. And he does. But still want Caesar too. We got what was it like Wink who sees her? Yeah, Wink Wink name? shows up just in time to see that 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 it happens. No more no more killing. Uh Deadshot is not gonna kill no more. Um so the the following day, they're over the South China Sea and the Aries come back and they have um done a little bit of recon about the about what Cord is doing on the Bavalin Islands. And um, they're going to basically raid the deal, uh, raid Cord's newly built little military complex on the island he's trying to take over. And they realize that no matter how they get into there, no matter there, there, there's no way to get onto that place, right? I mean, they're, they're they're seeing this, so the only way that they can get in there is underwater. They wish they had a submarine. And uh, Zebraman puts uh, three and six together, and he comes up with some stuff. And uh, Finn pushes them in a force field through the water to get up underneath the, uh, you know, to approach them without being seen, which was their big worry. Very creative too, by the way. Yep, and uh, that's uh, on this page we get to see a uh, wink confront Deadshot about uh, what he's gonna do. You know, uh, says you just promised Zoe you wouldn't kill anyone, and he intends to keep that promise. She's like, but we're heading off to kill someone, then someone else will have to pull a trigger. So you're not gonna shoot anyone? I can still shoot people, I just can't kill. Oh, okay, then let's go with maim shot. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so they go in, they, they approach this, the city complex deal and they're, they're raising hell, busting through the city. Ted Cord's looking down from a window and, uh, he can see them coming and, uh, 
the 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 revolutionaries the suicide squad i should say um are up in the elevator now they're up at the top of the core towers and uh osita wasn't ready for what she saw for sure i don't think anybody was but sitting there was max uh uh, max ted cord (laughs) i do that every time i talk about this um ted cord sitting there all tied up with a gag around his mouth and superman there um now at what point what do you think at this point like once you saw him do you have any guesses of what this was happening like what was the whole point well was no to? I, I had no damn clue because i mean ted cord never had like mind control power so i mean or anything along those lines you know i mean he was the blue beetle but that was it so yeah, I was stunned. I was like, what is in, in a matter of one page we see him looking down and saying, damn it, and then we see a broken window with Superman standing in front of it and Ted Cord tied up. I was like, What the hell? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. Um This page so wanted just, to read more so bad. I was yeah, like, Yeah, I, got I was like right now. What's I was happening? like, What the hell? So I have I mean it was an instant page turner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they sit there and they talk and um he's like I've I've got it, you know, I know about everything. I've got it. You don't have to do that. Um you guys can stand down now. He'll take care of it. And uh no, she does not have that. She gets up in Superman's face and he tries to be polite and everything. She turns and storms off. Everybody turns and storms off. And um Deadshot hangs back and he wants to he's asking um Superman for an autograph for his daughter basically he's like this is the only chance he wants to do right he wants to do good he wants to be a different kind of guy so here we go he's probably never going to get another chance to ask Superman for his autograph for his kid right so he goes for it and um uh he he's he you know uh superman signs it and he hands it back and deadshot says yeah that's what i thought everyone we have a problem up here they're already down on the street uh so it takes them a while to get back up there superman's like what you made it look like you came through the window but there's no glass on the inside there and there isn't there's never once been glass drawn on the inside of it it doesn't make sense for Superman to bind and gag a bad guy. And it doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. Why would the bad guy be gagged? That doesn't make any sense at all. So, I mean, Deadshot's a hell of a detective. And then the, the icing on the cake is that he never told Superman what his daughter's name was. And uh we get a little a laser beam that goes through the magazine. And we see it like has a, it burned a hole into at least his costume, but it looks like a flesh wound, though it doesn't look like a burn all the way through kind of flesh wound, you know? Yeah. And on the next page, then boom, find out it is Black Mask. And, um, you know, Black, uh, obviously he's caught off guard. Black Mask walks up, points a gun at his head and blasts him, pulls the trigger. Uh, Ted Cord and and Deadshot are flying out of the window from way up high, and we see blood just 
trailing out of Deadshot's head. Um, it's it's definitely blood. You can tell it's you know by the way that it's colored it is definitely red. So um, I mean that's a lot of blood. Granted, a headshot does cause a lot of bleeding, and or headshot head wound causes a lot of bleeding. But um, next issue, Deadshot shot dead. Uh, I loved Bruno Redondo's art in this. I thought that I thought it was pretty dang good. Um, it was beautiful, nice. Yeah, it was a very nice animation style. Uh, what I liked most about it, um, what make what it makes it work with this like cell shading kind of stuff is is his shading i it just it really works with this kind of artwork and i like it and i love it um i give this issue a i'm actually i'm giving this issue i'm giving this issue a nine out of ten this issue it does have beautiful and it Definitely had a little bit of twist that nobody saw coming. Yes, we knew that Deadshot was going to die, but w- the twist of Black Mask was well done. And I believe in the other villain, one shot of Black Mask, he has this new ability where he can actually more like change his face into other people. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, maybe he was impersonating Tycho this entire time, which is a nice wraparound of why is Tycho evil? So between all the thinking that Tom Taylor did throughout this whole entire process, it just it's just so well done. It had humor. It has it had hard. That shot has been like the main character of the suicide of this suicide run. So now that he's gone, I'm curious to see what kind of mood, like what kind of like um, main character we see next. But honestly, I give this issue a nine point five out of ten. It's a great issue. Like anybody, everybody should be picking this issue up, reading it, reading the series. Can I highly recommend it enough? I'm, I am completely with you on that, man. Listen, uh, the only thing that didn't make sense in this book was Ted Cord being a bad guy. Cause for crying out loud, he's Booster Gold's buddy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's never really had a bad bone in his body. It just didn't make sense. But I'm like, okay, whatever, we go with it. You know, hey, money money corrupts people, I guess. But um, so I, I guess maybe like Black Mask was actually just impersonating him. If so, your, that's a nice background. Your no suggestion, your suggestion makes it work, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so what was your final score on that? 9.5 out of 10. And I also yeah. love how this issue, we did see more of the team and their abilities, which like, as much as I do love the run, that's one thing we did not see much of. We saw it in the beginning of the run, but as the issues went on, we didn't see much of um, Tycleon and Chaos Kitten as much as we did. We saw them in action this issue, which is more than we have seen. So to see them in action, to see... um. Finn back in action. It's just a nice refreshing and just a good time. Yeah, I mentioned a uh, podcast that I was listening to in uh, on, on on Word Balloon, and uh, it, it was the interview with Tom Taylor there, and he was just giving his like little inspirations of of um and and like the little backgrounds of each of the characters, and it was it was really neat, man. Um, you you should uh, if you're listening you should go see search that out he does word balloon doesn't use episode numbers so i can't 
put that out there. It's uh, just look it up. It came out in the, like the middle of August. I'm just saying, look it up because Tom Taylor drops a little bit, and you know, it's a it's a good interview. But yeah, it's um, a good um show. You have all these other um comic writers and people just they come on, and not just Tom Taylor, but yeah, they come on and they just talk about like the comics that they're doing. So it's just a great um com a great podcast to even analyst to in um, general. Absolutely, man. Let's go ahead and move on to Batman Superman number 12, priced at $3.99, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Max Rayner, Alejandro Sanchez, with letters by John J. Hill, covered by David Marquez. Batman and Superman are missing. Is there more to their disappearance than meets the eye? As the heroes of Gotham City and Metropolis try to put the pieces together, they uncover a weirdly chaotic plot devised by Brainiac. What deranged mind could have corrupted the most dangerous computer in the known galaxy? We sure hope it wasn't the Joker. Well, uh, this issue's up uh, like the summary introduces to us. Batman and Superman are missing, and we open up inside of the Batcave, and it has been completely destroyed. Uh, We have Batwoman and Steel, and... um, they seem like appropriate uh, st- stand-ins to do detective work. If something was to happen to Batman and Superman collectively, you know, I think that uh, Batwoman and Steel should definitely be on that team. Uh, yeah. That said, uh, just flipping through here and without going through all of the dialogue, uh, um, Steel is supposed to be like this seriously super smart dude, right? Yeah. And um he's not written that way in here. Um I I don't think. I think he's kind of written in a way where I don't know, he just he doesn't he's not coming across as the super smart kind of guy that I'm used to seeing him portrayed as. But in any case, they get into the they get into access into the back cave uh or back computer, excuse me. And it's they've got a video message from Batman um, that is uh, tying it. And during this video message, when it starts, it I will get Joshua Williamson has given us a time frame on this. Um, all of this apparently happens uh, 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 after the the whole Darkest Night thing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it says after Supergirl and others were compromised by the Batman who laughed, Superman and I knew we needed to do a better job keeping tabs on our enemies unaccounted for. Uh, as seen in Batman Superman Volume 1, Who Are the Secret Six? On sale now. And that, I mean, that came out, you know, that was that was the first issue. Um, yeah, and also references like um, Justice League and which I'm very curious to see what the whole time frame even is. because So like, it's saying that everything that has happened since issue one in Batman Superman has occurred completely after Death Metal. Um, apparently wait, they're, it did? Uh, if, well, uh, that's if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I mean, they're talking about how Supergirl and the other were, were compromised by the, the Batman yeah, who laughs oh, and all of that. And it says that, you know, that when they did that was way back in issue number one. Yeah. That was at the very beginning of the run. So that, you know, that obviously puts it way post the way post any of the infection or any of that whatsoever. Um, so Batman and Superman were fighting this 
intelligent device <laughs> and it was creating these chemo monsters that's what destroyed the bat cave and um then they ended up fighting a, a one made out of lava a lava filled chemo um and that was over in the hawaiian islands they got back to the bat cave and um the response meter that they got from that one that was in hawaii started reacting to something in the in the bat computer and started pulling the bat cave together making things alive starting to attack um batman and superman just it set everything off all of batman's toys are totally going crazy in defense mode it's completely locked them out of the computer um and then there's a chemo creature that's created again um with the response meter of course uh it's and then it says bat cave compromised auto destruct sequence activated and that's what happens they try to get out as fast as they can um batman's batman wants superman to distract camo while he runs to the master control override and uh, he's got to go through water on he, underneath water he gets it superman distracts you know they're they're successful but then a message is popped up on the back computer and it's kryptonian uh batman says i'm fluent in your native language of course he is <laughs> but but i don't recognize the phrasing here superman does it's from candor it's saying one word over and over again brainiac and um if i didn't mention it before batman batman looks like he's had the living hell kicked out of him he's got bandages wrapped around his eyes there's blood on oh, his yeah. face he's a little bent over um you know he's not looking so hot he's seen bad days no but so um at this point the transmission starts uh getting all staticky and and going in and out um he lets them know it says superman and i to the moon we found out impressive but dangerous you know and it keeps going like that um there's a lot of static in and out and steel and batwoman are saying we got to follow that signal and we got to do it now uh, batwoman's not a fan but she knows that she knows that they need to get out there and do it you know no one else is going to we finally get to see batman and superman and they are indeed on the moon in some weird pyramid of light <laughs> attacked by brainiac drones that's what they look like super cool looking brainiac drones uh they look like honestly you know what i think they kind of look like they look like brainiac and ultron had a baby um, yeah i can see that with, especially with the whole uh, face too yeah but um i i mean so they're getting their butts kicked and super, uh, batman gets taken down they're dragging him off and he must be punished for his defiance Superman's already there in chains. 
And um, Superman asks, were you able to get the signal to Earth? Do you think anyone got the message? And Batman replies, if we're lucky, they'll follow my instructions to not follow us to the moon. And there's all kinds of nastiness on the next. What would you say that is? That's Bane. Who else is that over there? Maybe Doomsday a little bit? Like Doomsday-ish type monster on the um, top right. Where's one of the spikes coming out? Robotic. And the other two, I have no idea who they're supposed to be. I'm not sure either, man. I mean, it's a... I mean, the chick looks scary as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's got kind of like a death face thing going on. I can't figure out who that might be. And then I'm pretty sure the guy on the back used to work for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's a silver thing. Maybe yeah, that's man, he, he, cause that one, unfortunately, that would just look, looks like a little bit of like a basic Vraniac. Uh, type boy guy while the other three look like look like they, they look a little bit better in my opinion than the one in the top left where you got like almost like a brain look, look, a bane looking one you know like a doomsday ish looking one he's just like badass female in the front the one in the back yeah he just doesn't look as like great in my opinion as the other three um I'm thinking I of the am, thing on the bottom. I think I am gonna. What was that? The thing on the bottom of that page. Um, you see someone's half face. I'll have to look at that. Let me let me pull that back up real quick. Can I pull that back up real quick? I'm trying to pull that. It's not turning out to be real quick. <laughs> but I want to go look. Yeah, because you definitely can see the ear, you can see the eye, the nose, the mouth of someone's oh, half yeah. face. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that's gonna be Brainiac. And if it's, it's not it's, Brainiac, it's some sort of key character, just because how it's last panel. Yeah, it's odd how that is too. It is odd. I mean, that's. I'm still trying to rack my head around who the heck those other two people are. It's Bane and Doomsday, but I don't know. Maybe it's Sue Storm. In any case, I think um, I enjoyed the story. The art was fantastic. Uh, Williamson did a good job setting it up. I'm 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 hoping that we'll see. It makes sense that this all happened, you know, after death metal, uh, have some kind of timeline, just, you know, a little bit, you know, an anchor in it somewhere that shows us at what point this happened. But um, altogether, I enjoyed it. Uh, Good art, good story. And I'm going to give that a 6.5. In fact, I enjoy the art. Um, I love how that one and still are like, we're going to see those two working together as a team. That's something new, interesting. Um, how it's Brainiac. Sure, I guess I'm okay with him. Like, it just didn't really wow me as much as I guess it should 
but the story I'm enjoying so far, um, like I said before, the art, I'm really enjoying the art. Was this the same art as last issue? Because I can't tell if I enjoy last, I don't think I enjoy last issue's art. No, I, I want to say that this is a, a different this, artist. This is a, yeah, Rainer and uh, Sanchez, I, I think they took over at this point, yeah. I don't think they were the, that's, that's not who drew it last. So far, I think I, I get this a 7.5 out of 10. Like some of the panels I enjoy, like um, page 11, when you see both a panel with Batman and the next one, a panel with Superman, you see them just like doing what they do best. It's just kicking ass and just figuring stuff out. Can't wait to see what leads next into the um, story. I agree. You gave that a 7.5? Yes. All right. Let's move to 762 of Flash, that is, uh, retailing at $3.99, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and letters by Steve Wands. Cover was also done by Porter and Hi-Fi. Yep. Williamson's last issue in the run. And wow, does it start off with a bang. That is one hell of a cover. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just looking at that, too. I was zooming in. Like, oh, my God. Just the blank white space. Uh, and you, you you get the shot looking down Barry's shoulders all the way down to the ground. And he's dragging a bloodied uh, reverse flash behind him. Um it, it was it was done very very well. I I enjoyed the hell out of that cover, and I don't yeah. normally make too many comments on the covers, other than giving credit where credit is due. Uh, so the of course we have the signature. I need to repeat everything, um, because it's my last thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what happens. Um, the lightning is red. And um, it's heavily narrated. And then we break over into... Yep, that's the truth. Yeah. We break over into the splash page. That's got a lot of words on it, too. It is a bunch of crap talking from Reverse Flash. And basically trying to get him to... You know, basically stick in the stick in a in a loop in in the speed force. Just give it up, and he'll be good. You know, everything will be fine. Um, they just they just both never stop running in the speed force, and and Reverse Flash will leave everybody alone. And you know, of course, Barry's not having that. He catches up to him, um, and and grabs a hold of him, throws him in the headlock, tries to talk him into. Uh, Reverse Flash tries to talk Barry into killing him, and it doesn't work out. Uh, Barry says he's done making the same mistake as he did before. Uh, Reverse Flash, of course, is really pissed at that, and uh, it only sets him off even more that Barry's being nice. He peels back the mask, and he tells Reverse Flash that he forgives him, that he's forgave himself a whole bunch of times for the things that he's done because of what reverse flash has done but he's never really actually forgiven reverse flash and that's what he's doing here um this was a pretty good shot of barry allen man uh i I thought that was a hell of a page you know up at the top of the page there that that was done really really well well i think the author of this entire 
um, issue was actually very good, surprisingly, like how it's with the whole running. And like we said, with this one page alone, like very on the face, like it's, it took me a shock by how enjoy, much I enjoyed the art. Uh, I think I was like... Howard Porter is always really good. Oh, well, not always really good. Sometimes he gets a little sketch heavy, especially on stuff like noses. But I mean, generally speaking, he 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 does a pretty damn good job. Um. Anyway, they're so they're in the Speed Force. Uh, they were standing next to each other, and then for some reason, <laughs> Reverse Flash has to run at him, and you can tell he's running. Um. He says, a race will never end. I hate us forever. And Barry just vibrated. And um, he says that he, he pulled the speed force into himself, just like he did when he created the flashpoint. When he tried to take over his body, you gave him an, that he gave him an, his idea. I can never save my mother, but I can save you. I'm giving you what you took from me, peace. And uh, basically what he did was he made himself reverse flashes lightning rod and that was just like like the idea that he he had to do this i was i was impressed i'm like wow okay you've definitely thought about this i mean how it's playing out it's definitely a way to get rid of reverse flash yeah um and that's that's exactly what it does i mean he Mm -hmm. disintegrates um he just he starts disappearing into time and um the next page we see the 21st uh the 25th century excuse me and um we are introduced to eobard thon the curator of the legendary flash museum uh he's they're making their way all the way through it he's leading a group of children and one of the kids points and says who is that and he said, good question. That is the reverse flash. Now I'm sad to say, but a lot of information from the 21st century was lost in the great disaster, including the reverse flash's identity. But we do know that he played a significant role in the flash's life. Some say he was his greatest enemy. So um, that's been erased. That The fact that it is Eobard Thon has been erased from history now. So I suppose we'll see where that goes. The next few pages is some more heavy narration. Unfortunately. Yep. It ends with Barry stopping by at Thon's place. And um, Thon lives there. He's married her to a girl named Heather Macy. And that was the last murder that he was about to investigate before the legion of zoom attack so everything got wrapped up in a nice tidy little bow and um there's a big huge flash family uh, barbecue going on in the backyard they're all having a fun there's everybody's there and um that's a lot of people to draw and he does he does a really good really good job of doing it um, I don't see anywhere where, you know, they, there's detail that got left out that definitely shouldn't have been. Um, now, does Linda Park, like Wally's, like, former wife or so, does she know the truth behind, um, like, Barry and everybody? Kind of before she kind of forgot about Wally. 
But now to see her here, it was like, why are you here exactly? It was just um, odd to have her here, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, she is, yeah, I see that, that part. I don't know, to be honest with you. That's interesting, and I'm going to have to look that up. Um, they're talking about, uh, or I, Iris brings up Wally and Barry promises that he's going to look for him. Um, he gets a call from the Justice League, of course. And then next we see, um, I'm assuming that's Dr. Anarchy. Uh, I think it's um, Alchemy. Um, or Dr. Alchemy? Yeah, I believe uh, so. Yeah, uh, Alchemy. Sitting surrounded by candles on top of books like you would expect him to be. And, um, now, it's done in an interesting grid pattern. Obviously, he's not in jail or something, so he's sitting by a window or something. Or It was just a neat way to draw it. I don't know if this is going to be significant later on or not. But um, So he takes off he grabs a bite for the road and barry goes to leave um he's talking to his mom and uh iris catches him he says he's not talking to his mom and that he'll be back in a flash um the next page that we have is living up to a legend can feel impossible some days but because of my friends and family i want to be their hero everyone hopes for i'll make mistakes along the way i'll trip and fall sometimes in this great race of life but i know that i will never stop getting up and trying to be better and moving forward i'll never stop trying to be the flash next issue the tricksters return i'm interested that's a very interesting villain to pick to break into a storyline yes yeah, um, saw your own too like wow but uh this issue it, it wraps up williamson's line um it doesn't in a way that makes sense i just there were so many things so many things that were just left off the table and that leaves me really unsatisfied going into this and given that it's the the ending on a big huge run to the point where he does give a a thank you note at the very end because it's mm. been over a hundred issues now, right? Has been. Uh, see, I hate how they did the whole change up in the numbers. Like, why you? Because like, I thought it was a hundred. I have no idea at this point because with the change up in the Lexington numbers, you just confused the fans. You confused the writer a little bit. You know how many they did it exactly. I'm sure he I think knows, it's it, it might be a hundred, might be over a hundred, but still, it is an impressive run. And mm. over the course of such a long run, I really would have liked to see more answers in that this art, I really do like it. Um, it does provide a good ending, but it leaves a lot of stuff way behind for me. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just not into that. Um, this is getting a six out of 10 for me. See, I hate how, like, his final issue, I really love. Like, where was this for the past, uh, I want to say, since post-Flash World? Where was this stuff since that issue until now? Because I enjoyed this issue. Um, yes, it was a lot dialogue-heavy. That is true. Um, but I think it wraps up quite a few stuff nicely. And sure, I wish it wrapped up more, but from what we've seen throughout his entire run, I knew that he was not that was not gonna wrap up 
everything at all. But how he um, finished off the villain was creative. It was impressive. And just kind of like, I'm like, wow, that's actually coming off guard. Because that was my main thing. Like, how are you going to finish the story? How is he going to beat Reverse Flash without killing him? I enjoyed it. Um, my only quip was just the amount of dialogue we have just going through this. Like, we have a few pages that has so many panels of dialogue. We have a a fourteen uh, a fourteen oh wait fifteen sorry cannot count a fifteen uh, panels in a page with narration box in each one. That's my only quip. I love the art. Um. Who's taking over for the Flash? Do we know? Uh oh, man! I was just talking about this yesterday, and I knew it off the top of my head. Of course, you asked me on the show, and I forget. <laughs> but uh, okay, so next we're gonna get into Aquaman sixty-three for three ninety-nine, written by Jordan Clark, with art by Marco Santucci, Romulo Fiardo Jr., and letters by Clayton Cowles. The cover was done by Marcelo Mialo and Robson Roca. Now that Jackson Hyde has gained entry level er entry, excuse me, to Sebel, he must confront a wave of invasion from the trench. As Jackson fights for his life, the stakes only get higher. As Black Manta promised to target Jackson's mother if he does not return in time. With a top cl- with a clock ticking and his life on the line, Jackson must make a choice. Obe- obey his father or suffer the wrath of Black Manta. And let's not forget, there's a wedding in Atlantis where Mera is ready to drop the biggest news in the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, yeah. This special two-part story concludes right here. And indeed, it does. Um, The Trench are attacking. We see Aquaman is there. And um, they're wondering where Jackson is at as well. And that's what we flip to next. Jackson is there in Zebel outside of the palace with his AI grandfather next to him, uh, the giant Mecha Black Man ahead. And uh, that's where they find out that Jack Jackson is aquakinetic, and um, he shows them that, you know, basically he can make anything out of, out of it. And um, they... Or they get together, the whole army's get, getting together to like making a plan on how to take a stand against the trench as they breach their defenses. And um, that's the, that eventually happens. The trench are hollering and they get through the barrier. Um, Mecha Jesse, Mecha Grandpa Jesse decides that uh, he needs to get out of there and Jackson does too. And uh, so that's what that's what he does. They all charge, um, and he keeps going, and he he leads them off to kind of hide. And Jackson's Jackson's kind of pissed. Um, he's like, "I'm going back. Uh, you can either help or stay here. I don't care anymore. My friends need me." And he goes back to the fight to help fight off the trench, and he's back and. Um, they go inside their little base there and they start talking and he reveals that he's not just aquakinetic. He is also um, electrokinetic as well. So he can, he can manipulate both water and electricity. Uh, pretty handy 
trick if you ask me um and kind of beats, like, kind of beats the pants off of both aquaman and mara if you ask me i feel like if you're using electricity and water nobody wins at all because last i checked they don't <laughs> mix at all <laughs> No, 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 you're right. <laughs> I guess it's very... Somehow he's able to direct the electricity. I guess that's part of the kinesis part. I'm not sure, but yeah, you got you got a good point there. Like, if he unleashes that, it should just... Everybody's stunned, you know? Yeah, like, unless it's, you don't get hurt from electricity yourself, but everybody else would be, like, almost in so much a lot of pain. Well, I mean... Oh. Um, on the next page, after he discloses that he can do that, we do see quite a huge uh, reaction from the uh, two of the, his weapons being used together. And uh, his grandpa, the the AI, starts to fall, but he recovers. And um, the trench, the ones that are remaining, they retreat. And they vow that, you know, he will regret it. They are looking right at, they're looking right at um jackson who says he's really got to go uh he gives the uh guy there a kiss before he li- uh ho- 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 i'm not sure how to say that ho ho-ia? i think ho ha we i don't know <laughs> uh, it looks maybe uh hawaiian or polynesian or something along those lines i'm not sure how to pronounce it but uh he uh, he gets a kiss from that dude, and um, he says, you know, they'll stay in touch. He goes back with his grandfather, and his grandfather is really accepting. Um, they go back. Uh, he's he's worried about, you know, the fact that that Black Manta is going to go after his mom. Um, Jesse, Grandpa Jesse says, David says a lot of things. He's trying to scare you but if he does decide to come he'll find that you aren't alone so grandpa jesse has decided that he is definitely going to be on jackson's side now uh jackson shows up at his mom's uh uh, diner and um you know they're hugging and he says you know hey you know i went to zebel and she's like i'm so sorry for hiding this from you they forgive each other and um he's like i'm late for a wedding so he's heading off he tells her he's heading off to the wedding but where he's really heading off to is to meet with his father black manta um he gives him the thing that he's supposed to give him and he he mouths off to black manta and he flat out tells him exactly what's up he says i used to wonder about our family why you never wanted me or mom and you know fast forward a little bit but now i know who and what you are and i think it's you who doesn't deserve the hide name and he drops the the um transponder or whatever it was and then smashes it on the ground uh black manta says it's like that huh well blood may be thicker than water but they both run the same see you around son next issue throw down throw down between who i don't know this is the end of the arc so i don't know if we're going back to the wedding if aquaman's gonna be there uh, what's gonna happen but um i gotta tell you i really want to find out uh i think this issue was great 
Mm-hmm. And because of that, I mean, there was very little that I had to complain about. Because of that, I'm giving this an eight out of ten. I think I could go through. I think I could go right there with you. An eight out of ten. I enjoy the art. I enjoy the story and action. We see Jackson Wish. We don't really see that, that much often. I, I'm just like, yes, it's an Aquaman book, but I enjoyed seeing Jackson in it. I cannot wait to just get it back with Aquaman. That being said, I will not be upset if pretty soon this book does get canceled because this book is at issue 63, which for a uh, one run, that's a good, that's a long run. Um, so not my this book did get canceled, but it came back with like the Aqua team. They all doing missions together as one team, where you have Tula. Jackson, Goth, Aquaman, and Mira. Like they like just do like for one year. So just do like twelve issues, them on a team. I'll not be mad about that at all. No. I would, I, I it's racing catch we don't see that much. hmm I agree with you. Um, I guess an A F ten as well. Right uh. All right, we'll go ahead and move up right on into Batgirl number 49, priced at $3.99, written by Cecil Castellucci, with art by Robbie Rodriguez, Dorothy Belair, and letters by Anvil Design. Covered by Cam Smith, Jean-Francois Bellot, and, and Giuseppe Camoncoli. The Last Joke Part 2, in the finale of this killer two-part tale, Babs traces the Batgirl-obsessed redhead murders back to their source and realizes the real culprit is closer than she expected. Will James Gordon Jr. step up to the plate and prove his new loyalty to his sister by taking out the killer? I guess we'll have to read to find out. Um, Not really. I mean, you kind of know where this is going. Um, uh, Flipping through here, I think I I just... Okay, so for some reason... All I think it's odd that I like the art for whenever we see Barbara Gordon or another female being drawn, but then the guys look very odd and almost dog-like. Um, both both uh, James Gordon and James Gordon Jr. are drawn very strangely, um, I think, in any case, uh, compared to everybody else. And um, I think that's a little odd. The, the, the art throughout the rest of it, um, the backdrops and stuff are okay, but I've, I've seen better. Um, I've seen better from Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, the colors look great. Jordi Bel- Belair usually does a pretty good job as far as that goes, but this, this is a, a story we've already seen before. Um, she's worried about James Gordon Jr. She's worried about Jr., JJ, they call him, and um, she's at her wits' end with her dad always interfering in her life, and um, she doesn't know that he knows that. Or no, wait, hold on, that wasn't three jokers. Never mind, that doesn't apply here. But um, in any case, she's she's done with him messing with, you know, interfering in her life and trying to always look out for her and everything. She's like, I don't need you guys, just let me do it. And, uh, so Gordon, um, is banging on the door and he, he goes in and, um, 
she's gone, but James Jr. sees that she's left as Batgirl out the window. Uh, her dad missed it, though. Um, she's up at the clock tower, and she's doing her research for, um, she's trying to look into, you know, the serial killer. Um, and she does that. She visits all the sites of all the murders. And um, she sees a likely location. She goes there. And who does she find there but James Gordon Jr.? It's his apartment. Um, apparently, he's been, uh, he says he's been trying to follow the clues because someone is killing bad girls. And if I don't find them first, you might be next. Sounding like he's legitimately concerned and trying to do a good thing. Um, they They talk together and he points out that he thinks that the lighthouse is the next place that they're going to strike. She agrees. And um, he kind of sinisterly says, no, thank you, Batgirl. Um, James Gordon, for some reason, actually shows up at the lighthouse too. And he sees JJ there, uh, Batgirl swooping in, JJ there. He gets out, he's following him in. Um, and this is where things get a little loopy. Uh, JJ is sitting there arguing with himself, a part of himself that apparently doesn't know that his sister is Batgirl and all of this. And, uh, she, she doesn't want it to happen. She tries to talk him off of the ledge, but he jumps to his death and James Gordon watches. Um, she, it looks as though things are going pretty bad. Uh, uh, James Gordon walks up and says, Batgirl, I'm placing you under arrest for manslaughter. She says, how could I ever explain to him what happened? Where would I even begin? I can't. It's over. I give up. And then the last thing that we see is Batgirl sitting there without her mask on, crying in the rain. Uh, next, the last issue. That seems like an appropriate title because it is indeed the last issue of Batgirl. Um, I'm, I, I really wanted this to go out, um, in a good way. And I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that could have happened that, uh, didn't have to be something that we've, we've already seen before. I mean, this very, this very thing we've already seen, you know, the whole James Gordon killing himself thing. And, and this is I mean, this is recycled, and I feel like there could have been a little bit more originality there. I wasn't over impressed with the art; it was decent, it was it was enjoyable, it wasn't outstanding, um, and I feel like there wasn't anything there as good as there could have been. And because of that, even though this is coming to a close, and hopefully, hopefully, what we're gonna get is a legitimate retire. Um, from from being Batgirl, a retirement from being Batgirl be nice. from Babs, and then I would like to see her switch over to just Oracle. Tech. Yeah, that would. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, and I know I'm not alone. I know you're with me there, and I know lots of people listen, and other people are too. Um, I hope that's what we see DC doing, because it would fit in. Because what I understand, um, as far as what we're going to be seeing in 2021 with the bat family is bruce wayne may or may not get all of his money back and what that entails is you know him having to 
reestablish himself as Batman without all the high tech toys. And, That'd be interesting. And I mean, hopefully that's why we're seeing a little bit of a setup for Batman fessing up to being a fool in the past and trying to bring mm-hmm. the Bat family back together since the the death in the family or death of the family. Um, excuse me. Uh, so hopefully that's what we're seeing is we're going to see maybe less high tech. I'm Batman. I press a button. Everything's fixed after three issues. And we're going to see more involved character driven detective noir kind of stories with team ups and, and bat family cross appearances and, and things that, that, that will matter. That I mean, I, it, the building blocks are there. Am I right? Oh yeah. So, We've seen that in the, Joker War uh, event and like his fan, the Bat family is coming together, and that's the, one of the best things about Batman is the Bat family with how he is with his kids, which we don't we had did not see that much in the before, but now we are seeing it forming once again. Yeah, um, it's I mean it, it's it's coming back around thankfully, and I I mean I honestly I could not be happier about it. Um. I think Batman is at its best when he's got his family mm-hmm. with him and the idea Agreed. the idea that there's going to be this lack of his ginormous fortune um you know that that, that if 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 he ends up not getting his billionaire status back he won't be able to afford a a brand new Batmobile all the time or you know uh, you know all these different tens of thousands of dollars kinds of drones and nanites and all of this stuff. He's going to have to, he's going to have to use his detective skills and he's going to have to rely on all of his family. And I'm interested in seeing what all of his family looks like. Obviously we're going to see red Robin there as you know, Tim Drake, we're going to see Dick Grayson is going to be around. Um, I'm hoping to see a well-defined role for Catwoman because I, as as I understand, she is going to be a part of the, you know, as a part of the bat family in the same sense as what Harley Quinn is Um, kind of like a loose end part of the bat family. Um, We've got Orphan, uh, and to that extent, you know, the, the remainder of the, the, the other outlaws, I, I don't know, or excuse me, I said outlaws and I meant outsiders. Um, what's going to happen to any of them and do any of those count as it? Cause we did see Cass that was there, uh, as mm-hmm. Orphan, um, with, with Babs vacating the Batgirl spot, might we see, a little bit of um, cast stepping into the role. I would really like that. Then also the possibility exists that um, with the bat family coming back together and Tim Drake dating Stephanie Brown, that there's a chance that we're going to see a Stephanie Brown Batgirl. Unfortunately, I see that very likely if, um, if it's un- oh god i don't even want to say it but i've heard rumors that bendis may be going to batman and rumors too i hopefully they're not true hopefully they're not oh. true and um you know i think that that may have been the motivation for him dropping the drake moniker i think that may have been the motivation for him focusing out of nowhere and then you know and then periodically sprinkling um text messages months ago where he was trying to get in touch with her and all of that uh 
you know, just I, he kind of like set that relationship up. And if it was because he, man, I'm going to be really, really sad if Bendis gets Batman. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I hope that maybe um, Tim and Stephanie, they get their own maxi series and then he can be on that book. But on the main Batman title, I hopefully not because no, because Batman, uh, Batman's books are at many times better with less words, more, more, you know, I mean, if, if an explanation needs to be given fine, but other than that, it should just be meaningful dialogue and, 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 and detective work. And, And that's what a Batman book should be. Although I've I've not read it, but I have heard that his digital only Batman um I think it's called like Batman Universe or whatever that's good. I have not read it, but I've just heard people say that is good. So I'm not gonna say it is. Well, I'm gonna say it's not. Well, I'm saying okay. So John Romita Jr. didn't draw it, okay. <laughs> but other than that, I it's got all the same complaints from the Superman run. That, really? that that I have for yes that I that I that I have for Batman Universe and that that I really really oh. hope that that's not what happens I really hope that he doesn't go there um so that's the Batman of the present right why don't we talk about the Batman of the future we've got Thank Batman you. Beyond number forty seven priced at three ninety nine, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Sean Chen, Sean Parsons, Chris Sotomayor with letters letters by Travis Lanham. Cover by David and the cover was done by Dan Mora. Mr. Zero's plan is a success. And now the League of of us I can't talk at all. <laughs> League so of Assassins. Let me take that from the top. Mr. Zero's plan is a success, and now the League of Assassins will finally achieve their goal of taking over the world. Will Batman and his allies be enough to reverse Earth's new Ice Age, or will they be left in space to die? Um, well, it's issue 47. <laughs> uh, is this one of the titles that is um, getting ready to wrap up? Anthony? Uh, I want. I believe it's next month. It's ending. Uh, what? Ending at issue forty-eight, huh? If that's the case, that's kind of sad. Ending at that point. Um, no, no, wait. I'm sorry. December. December. So it will um, make it to issue fifty then. Yes, that's the main thing. Um, All I right. think that's the only um, book canceling December too. Well, I think I think Dan Jurgens has writ. Um, I know that. Uh, Joshua Williamson gets a lot of cred for his hundred issue run, hundred issue plus run, whatever, of Flash. But um, if I'm not mistaken, Dan Jurgens, if if this is going to go to fifty, I want to say that all of the, I think he's written, I think he's been writing Batman Beyond since before the New Fifty Two. That's why I thought so too. Um... So, I mean, he may be well over 100 issues, and that's something that should be celebrated. This has been a very fun book for me. Um, All of its takes, I've liked it. I mean, Batman Beyond was always an enjoyable book. Um, I really dug the cartoon when it first came out. I'll say. You know, uh, I use my kids as an excuse to watch it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, see that this book, they take some um, liberties of it too. 
Because even yeah. there's quite a few things there. Used to say some late outies. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the issue. We're going to start off right where we left off. And that is the team is getting sucked out of the hole. Well, the only one that's made it out of the hole so far is is Batman. It's Terry. Um, um, Goliath, Damien's dragon, is able to hold everybody else back. He's blocking the the, the vacuum. Um, he can do it, but he can't. He can't do it for very long. So they're saying seal the door, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Batman Beyond is flying back as fast as he can, and um, Goliath reaches out at the last second, grabs him, and pulls him in. Uh, we go back to Gotham, and Bruce, even though we saw him passed out uh, earlier, he's he's clawing his way up out of the snow. He's woke back up, and they hear uh, someone say Bruce from off-panel, and he responds to Barbara on the next page. Uh, it it's, to me, until I, I I couldn't figure out what the heck this was supposed to be on this page, where he, he where he yells Barbara. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could I couldn't figure out what it was supposed to be at all, and that that yeah um maybe she maybe he knew it was her. I I don't know. I mean, it's like I can't even figure out. Yeah, I mean, if she's in, if she's supposed to be inside of it, what in the hell is it supposed to be? But she says, "Yes, thanks to the fact that the Batmobile actually started, um, atomic batteries are reliable as ever." Um, and uh, we f- finally we turn the page and we can tell that it's a, uh, it's um like a Batmobile slash Batwing okay. hybrid. Yeah. And uh, they're flying off. I didn't recognize it before, so if it wasn't the series before, I don't. I, I just don't remember it. Uh, we go back up out into space, and Zero is there. Um, Batman and company are encroaching, and the League of Assassins attacks. There's whole bunches of them, and uh, they're fighting their tails off. Dick Grayson is out in the space, um, out in the ship, and he's reprogramming all of Bruce Wayne's communication satellites that just so happen to be weaponized. And he's pointing them at all of the weapons that are out and out in space that are trying to shoot at the good guys. Um, Damien and Zero chatter back and forth at each other while fighting about who was respecting Raish's dream and vision and all of that. Uh, it was Batwoman's out in space on the next page, and she's out there trying to take out all of these, all of the spheres as well. Um, so then, and then once that starts happening, once they took out enough, uh, the rest of them were overloading, so they just all blew up. So everybody's heading back into the ship. And Batman Beyond knocks the living daylights out of Zero, throws him into a computer screen, and... Um, Is that what that was? That's what it looks like to me, anyway. Oh, I mean, you, sh- was. You, sh- you shouldn't... I mean, you sure wouldn't... I'm assuming it's a computer screen? I mean, it's not like you would have a window. I don't know. Maybe you did have a window? I thought maybe a window. Maybe it I is thought a maybe window. the thing that his foot hit maybe was a screen... 
Oh yeah, that might be, yeah, you might be right. I'm just it, looking at it wrong. So that's the second time I couldn't tell what something was on this issue. And that bothers same, me. You know? it's, yeah. Cause that's the main thing you want to make sure your reader actually knows what they're looking at, whether it's like a window or a computer screen, cause it all makes the difference. Indeed it does. And the team is uh, trying to make a difference, running down and trying to escape the hallway there. Um, as we can see Zero again. He's kneeling on something, a floor, but then he looks like there's a turbine next to him. And then space is right next to that. And I guess that's supposed to be his hair flailing behind him, but I can't tell. It looks more like smoke. Um, I'm not trying to shit all over this. It's just, it's, you know, it's indistinguishable artwork. And, mm-hmm. and that's not something I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, not for three ninety nine dollars an issue. Um, uh, the good guys managed to escape the, the platform where Zero was holding up at and they get back. Um, everything is warming up and all the snow is melting. All the power is getting restored. Everybody's all happy and um, and uh, Batman and Damien, they make a decision to revive a partnership to combine and improve the world, you know? Um, and that's pretty cool because he's taking on the head um, of, you know, he's, he's taking on the role of Ra's al Ghul. He's going to be leading the league of assassins uh, or recreating it. And he wants to, um, you know, work together with Bruce. Finally, that's, that's big time character growth. I like to see yep. that. Then on the next page, um, huh? um we get a shot of the horizon and you know it's a bigger and it zooms in and um we see somebody standing off in the distance with this little thing flying and then it zooms in and you can kind of tell who it is by the third panel there but if you couldn't by the bottom one it's obvious it is booster gold um and skeets and skits. Oh, yeah. uh, Booster saying that he hasn't been to this era before. Um, he shows up. He's like, "It's summer. What's with the snow?" Skeet says, "Some type of some type of man-made weather calamity, I assume." Well, I haven't been to this area before. Maybe it's normal. Normal. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit, but at the end, it says, "If Booster Gold and Skeets don't get it done, the future will change, and Batman will never exist." Next issue. Canceled by yesterday. Uh, man, I enjoyed it. Like like most of them, um, the art in this particular issue, it it left me wanting uh, more. I felt like it was, it definitely could have been better. better and yeah. uh, so that, that knocked it down for me. But as far as the story went, I enjoyed the hell out of it. So that's going to let me... Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna keep it at a six point five out of ten for me. I think I might be right there with you. Um, the art was good. Um, I thought the only thing that felt a little bit forced was just how when she blew up a couple of the spears, they all started to blow up, um, which just felt a little bit convenient. But on that, I enjoyed the story and like how they're working at the like the Batman Beyond family. Um, the they're becoming one now. And now with that ending with um, Booster Gold, I'm looking forward to next issue even more because how much I enjoyed Dan Jorgens' take on Booster Gold in action comics. 
Um, so I'm very interested to where that takes place because I'm pretty sure this will lead to Terry meeting the current Batman. So between that um, ending, between the story, 6.5. It could have been better, but at the same time, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Yeah, definitely had a good time reading it. It was a good one. Um, So let's go ahead and move on to the next issue that we're going to talk about today. Deceased Hope at World's End, number 10, priced at 99 cents. Written by Tom Taylor, art by Marco Faella and Rex Locus, with letters by Seda Timofante, with cover by Faella and Locus. Full-scale evacuations are underway with John, Damien, Cassie, and Mora assigned to oversee and protect a processing center on Nantucket. A glimpse of the future Trinity soon takes a dark turn. So because this is a deceased issue, even though it is pretty much full-sized issue, um, we're going to kind of go through this one really quick as well. Um, I like Rex... Locus's colors. I'm, I'm again. I'm finding that I'm just not a fan of this particular art here, Marco Faya. Uh, not digging it. Um, it's just a little too after school cartoony ish. And I see that. you know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, so just blowing through here, re- real briefly, the kids, um, the kids, the 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 heroes now, John, Damian, Cassidy. Cassie and everyone else are, have been um, have been put to uh, Nantucket uh, to oversee all these survivors where uh, survivors would then be assessed and then they would take a few hundred at a time to one of the Gotham Gardens or to the Gotham Garden, you know, a poison ivy sanctuary. And um, we go back and see, uh, we go back to Nantucket and Black Manta for some reason is, is, um, showing up here. And the, uh, it's, um, Finn and, uh, Lagoon Boy. They, it looks no, like it's no, the no. same. It's, isn't it his brother at scale? Well, Finn, well, Finn and Scale, yeah, but I yeah. don't know. Uh, I don't know that that's these guys. I'm just saying their species of people are uh, tearing into Black Manta's uh, watercraft, and it blows up. He's knocked out. Super Superboy uh, shows up, grabs him, and pulls him out of the water to save him. Um, Black man wakes up and tries to energy blast Cassie. Thank goodness it's Cassie, so it doesn't hurt her. Um, too bad she gets a little burn up a little bit. Uh, of course, Shiva wants to cut everybody's heads off, and that's this running joke through that goes through the the book. And it's one I appreciate because it's what she, you know, that's who she is, you know. And it gives John Kent an opportunity to say, no, we, you know, we do compassion here. Damien, as Bruce Wayne says, there are only two sides now, the living and the anti-living. So, um, you know, we all need to work together. If you're not one of them, you're one of us. And uh, John Kent, it says that he is the same thing that his father has. When people, when he speaks, people believe him. And he tries to get through to Black Manta, but we don't get the opportunity to find out about that because... 
uh, right behind. Um, oh goodness, what is his name? Uh, Adam, Adam Smasher. Smasher. Yeah. Right behind Adam Smasher is a. We see a portal opening up, and if we remember from the last issue where Hawkman got infected. Uh, they went through a portal at the end of that issue, and this is where they show up. Hordes and hordes of the undead, led by Black Adam and Hawkman, are showing up at Nantucket. And if I'm not mistaken, Nightshade is still with them in there too, so they can teleport as necessary um, as long as she's still with them. Uh, Adam Smasher goes to try and stand up. Um, he was pretty much virtually unstoppable, but they had Black Adam on their side. And Black Adam flew through Adam Smasher, and that infected him. Um, he starts... Cl- cl- he starts... Uh, tearing at his face as the infection begins to take hold. Adam Smasher is one big dude, and mm-hmm. um, you know they picked Nantucket to be like a, 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 a safe harbor, and it turns out that they just trapped all these people here, including the heroes. Um, we see John Kent, Cassie. We see Steph and Damien, and I'm assuming that's Blue Beetle there, uh, also on that page. Next issue, things get even worse. Uh, I think it's interesting to to see Blue Beetle there, if I mean, because I don't know who else that would be. Do you? Because uh, we haven't seen Blue Beetle yet, to my knowledge. As far as I know, we, I think it is actually because I think when I first read it, I'm like, that looks like Blue Beetle, which I'm surprised he's not shown a little bit more in the um, issue because we have not. As, like we said, that's a character we have not seen much even in the deceased world. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of that story, man. I know I blew through it quick, but it was a good read, mm-hmm. and it's only 99 cents, so if you get a chance, go out there and buy that one up. It deserves a good one. Um, I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10. I loved it. Er, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I can't give it an 8 out of 10. I just I wasn't that big of a fan on the art. I'm gonna have to go with a a, a seven five at the highest on this. I think I probably go an AF ten. Um, the R, um, the R was just okay for for me. Uh, for some reason, just at times I was just not a fan of how um, Talia Argo was um, written. It just seems a little bit like. As we said, the art seemed like a like childish cartoon. Oh, that was dialogue. that was Lady Shiva, I think, right? Is, is it like? Look, yeah, is, that, is that her, her mom? Who's that? Isn't that Damien? Oh Tom? no, that that you're right. Oh my goodness, yeah. why was I thinking that was Lady Shiva? That is Talia the whole damn time. Wow, something's wrong with me. My bad computer yeah. is broken. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Yes, because when she's like, "Did that man seriously just show, show you his phone?" I was like. Why? It just felt weird. She felt like it just felt out of character a little bit. How she was saying, like seriously, I'm like Do you say seriously? Are you a teenage girl? It just weird how that was. But now in the beginning, when the guy um was looking at his phone, did you feel as if that's a little bit of like Tom Taylor putting some of the real world issues into this issue? Um, 
because the phone was um, symbolizing the mask policy in America, while um, well, this guy mask didn't. Policy w- everywhere. Well, he has a. Little, I feel like it's a little um, different. We have more deaths yeah. than anybody else. Yeah. So because I feel like like how he's saying is like um like don't tell me what what what, what you do and all. I feel it's like a little bit how that's like have like just a slight of replace the phone with the mask. I feel that that fits perfectly. Oh, it definitely fits perfectly. And I mean, to be honest with you, uh, Tom Taylor is, he's, if, if you follow him at all on Twitter, he's not, uh, he's not quiet about his political views no, whatsoever. And, um, you know, you got to respect that about a person, yeah. um, to be, be solid in them. Um, he comes from real good stock to, uh, his grandfather was something else. Um, but, uh, we are almost done tonight. Our next issue up here. Wait, did we get a re? Did you give me a rating for deceased? Yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay, all right. So we're clear to move on. Action Comics ten twenty five, priced at three ninety nine, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art and cover done by John Romita Jr., Klaus Johnson, and Brad Anderson, with letters by David Sharp. Or excuse me, Dave Sharp. Welcome to the House of Kent. Superman's truth is out there, and now it's time to rewrite the rules. The Invisible Mafia has taken advantage of the chaos that's descended on Metropolis. So the House of Kent is going to talk to them in a language they'll understand. It's a new adventure featuring Superman like you've never seen him or them before. In a story guest starring Supergirl and two, yes, two, Superboys. Um... Seemed like a shallow sale there, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I mean, it just, these are things that we've had for the last three issues now. Um, but really, yeah, that, right? This really didn't do much for the, but like, I thought even the person who would vote that solicit, right, doesn't care about the book at all. Yeah, no, Which, not really. I mean, because like, honestly, to write that, it just sends a few, like, I felt like a little half ass. Which I don't blame them, honestly. Just saying, I don't blame them. They didn't like the issue. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, you had pointed out something to me that I didn't realize about this issue in particular, and that's that this was on Earth Two. Earth Three. The Earth. first few pages with the whole um Dino scene. Yeah, that it's on Earth Three. Which I don't know why is Bennett's not just saying Earth three. It makes no sense at all. Because saying Earth three, it's a huge point to the story. You're 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 showing very specific people here on this splash mm-hmm. panel, but you don't. All you write is years ago, another place. Exactly, because we see too, Dr. Too, Gloy, too goddamn lazy to, to to look it up before you caption that. Because, see, the thing with the whole difference is, if this is our Earth, and Dr. Glory is evil, okay, she's evil. However, if this is Earth 3, does not make Dr. Glory good. Because Earth 3 is our, is our um, counterparts. Yeah, well, see, that I don't know, because maybe it's not Earth 3 then. Maybe it just has Earth 3's heroes or whatever on there, but um, I mean, the conversation between these two isn't good people like um 
you know what I mean? They're in Christie's diner. So this uh, car goes and goes to crash into it. And the, those guys jump in to stop it. Uh, um, we flip to now and we get Brainiac, the Superboys, Supergirl and Superman. Um, identifiable because of their costumes. Uh, uh, flying through the air with just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight paragraphs of dialogue on a on a on a two page splash. Eight paragraphs. These are legitimate paragraphs. I am not exaggerating. This is they his way. Three or more sentences per letterbox. This is his way of summarize of just how Marvel has a recap. Ben at times will do his own style of recap in a in one of his issues. This is one of his other versions, which is complete bullshit. Cause it says to um that Lois can give this to Perry if he doesn't come back. And he literally gives out who was there. He gives out Connor, which is the his half clone, and Luther's half clone. You're very want the public to know that. You also give out Brainiac Five, who at this point I don't understand why he's even in this issue at all. At all. And why is he up, upside down, too? Uh, I can't tell you why he's upside down, but, I mean, he's in this issue just because he's been in the last couple. He came back with Superboy. I, but, but see, that's the thing. Why that, did he come? What purpose did he have to come back at all? Like, I, it makes I, no sense. Take him out of the story, it's the same story. Yep. Yep, without hugging the, the Daily Planet globe. Mm-hmm. And this so, issue, it gets even worse, too. It certainly does. Um, the Bendis dialogue continues, and I'm not going to go through it because it's bad. Um, mm-hmm. On top of that, this is some of the worst fucking art that Ramita's done in a long time. Um, I'm really, really disappointed because John Ramita Jr. is a legendary artist. He's been he's been an artist for a very, very, very long time, and it's never it. You know, everybody has their up and down moments, but I've never seen anything at all that looks like this issue and you've heard me complain about him on anything he draws but this this is beyond bad in every sense of the word every single panel it just um there's nothing here that makes me happy to to look at uh, but the, the the book going through it, this this especially this panel here, where Superman is ripping open a wall, and you see his ribs, and he's all drawn in like perfect lines, and there's just lines, 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 lines everywhere. I swear to God, maybe Romita Junior is a cokehead. I don't know. There's so many lines. Um, you think that's what it is? You think he likes to get a little party on, and it's just that's translating through his art. We can't get a face or a body without as many lines on there as possible. You know what kind of, it kind of reminds me of drawing for like, for like a coloring book. Yeah. I didn't talk see that. Unfortunately, sad, but true. All right. And then we go over to the next page. We've got uh, Dr. Glory walking into red cloud and, um, they're sitting there talking about basically uh, Dr. Glory's contingency plan and um, that Leon said that she wanted something that would take care of Superman if they needed it. And she shows him this giant purple creature and says, this will take care of Superman. 
Um, this looks cool. The light effects that he's got going on here, you know, that's the kind of shit that I like to see from Ramita. This is the kind of stuff that he's capable of. It's still really super heavy on the line work for some reason, but I guess he's just not going to leave that alone. I mean, it's just, it looks like lazy art. I mean, look at this, the, 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 the purple creature, going the going down his body the the going down his chest underneath where mm-hmm. like his pectoral muscles would be i mean doesn't this just look like all he's doing is scribbling in with marker isn't that yeah. exactly what it looks like i look on it at it on a on a digital zoom you know a digital copy here i'm zooming in and i can literally see lines drawn to outline these little things and then some gray done behind it and then black scribbled on top of that and then the occasional erase dropper to make it look arty this this is just horrible man i mean i don't i don't understand it i don't understand this at all this is ridiculous how there how this is on so many people's pull list confuses the living hell out of me um, so we have a new thing here and a uh, new big bad villain, of course, just a, just just another one. Um, he likes to roll out characters. He's like, I don't know what to do now. Here's a new person. Let's fuck him up. Um, <laughs> but uh, so um, it, it sits there, it stares uh, and then it takes off. Um it takes off and it goes after this, the super team, um, the super fam. They're flying at each other and this, this looks like crap. Um, but they're, they're flying at each other. They're flying at each other further and then boom, Connor blasts into this new parasite like beast. Um, and, uh, the, there was an explanation for him in here. For the beast, yeah. I um, it was in here. I feel like maybe I just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, nope, there it is. It says all you need to know is that where this guy is from, his dimension, he killed Superman. He absorbed all of his powers, and then he used that power to absorb more. So this is a Superman-powered plus more-powered parasite. That's what they're dealing with. And Connor flew right into him. He bang. He says boom as they collide. And um, Connor gets wrapped up. And um, doesn't look good for him. Uh, we flip the next page. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know, man. Uh, we, f- we flip the next page and we're back at the Daily Planet. Uh, Lois is getting that super speed typed letter that Superman sent over and she wants to know if it's cool to public, uh, to, to publish it. Um, and, uh, then what shows up out of who shows up out of nowhere, but Marisol Leon and she's walking in with her lawyer saying, I'm here to cooperate, but that, uh, that, um, and she's, she's saying that. Uh, Lois Lane made up facts, printed them without authorization that she can prove it. And she can also prove that Lois Lane is not from this earth, which is technically true. Um, she's from another earth and another multiverse. Uh, um, and then 
John crashes into the building and he says, mom, get out of the building. Everyone hide. And the super parasite is still got Connor wrapped up while everybody else is trying to blast him. Just they, they know that it's like parasite. So they know there's, there's no physical contact. If you make physical contact, you're screwed. Yep. Um, Red cloud is sitting out there. She says, fuck, this is really happening. Um, uh, Parasite lets go of Connor and you just kind of see him smoking. Um, we don't know if he's alive or not. It, it doesn't look good for him for sure. But um, a, a totally dr- a totally drained Parasite victim gets a really like a withered raisin looking face. And we don't get to see his face here. And honestly... I wouldn't be able to tell if it was withered or not with this guy drawing mm. because of all the damn lines on it. So I, uh, it ends with uh, Leon reaching out to Lois Lane and saying, my house as tears stream down Lois's face. I don't know what that means. Uh, next issue just says to be continued. Um, what were you going to say there, Anthony? I mean, if he does kill Connor off, that's a huge slap in the face to the character because you only brought him back to what? To kill him off in your run, which kind of sounds sad and messed up because you did nothing with the character in Young Justice, did nothing character in Ash Comics. He's done nothing with Connor at all. And to, yes, I get it, this is comics, so they didn't come back, but if they come back so soon, you ruin the whole point of being killed off in a comic it means less and less when they come back sooner and sooner from the death. Like, no, if he's, if he does die, he should say death for at least, at least one year. Cause if he comes back any sooner, that means nothing means any death in the future means nothing. Yep. That's exactly what, I mean, it's just nothing, nothing means shit. Um, uh, action comics one zero two five. There was nothing. This was one of the worst drawn Ramita action comics that I've seen, if not the worst. Most likely the worst. Uh, There was no point to this. This was another gimmick issue throwing in another Mm -hmm. bad guy for no fucking reason because you can't tell a real story setting up what you've already got out there. This is bullshit. This is why I am praying to things I don't believe in to make sure Brian Michael Bendis doesn't get on Batman. I I mean, I I don't care if I have to pay somebody to make this happen. You send me your PayPal me address and I will send money. Don't let Brian Michael Bendis get Batman because he will do this to that. And he's your cash cow. Don't let him screw it up. Um, This is crap. I and dude, you know what? Let me look at the cover real quick. I need to pull that cover back up real quick. See, um, we have the traditional, I'm not showing you my body, Superman outfit shit going on here. Um, you know what? Yeah. House of Kent, Chapter 4, Action Comic, number 1025. I give you, and I'm being generous, a 2.5 out of 10. Sounds are reasonable. Because yeah. honestly, yeah, this book, the story makes it just it's crap to have Supergirl in this issue 
to have her even in the story arc, she's done nothing at all. This is chapter four. four yeah, chapter four. I can't think of any memorable thing that she's done in the story arc to have Brainiac in the story arc. Why? Because he's from the Legion era? Okay, cool. But why him? At least make him useful. In this issue, he saw the green car, which apparently means nothing to Superman. So like, oh, can I get a picture? I'm like, wait, you know how the time machine you could go and picture, uh, take, go back in time to take a picture with a car before? It's it just... I don't get it. It's it's frustrating about how this book is happening right now. This book cannot wait to post December because that's his last run on the book. Both it just people? is. I believe so. Um, this is complete bullshit of an issue. And anybody that please anybody that disagrees with me, either DM me, tweet me. Don't care. Tell me why you like this issue, because maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing a key element in this issue that why this issue should be above a 2.5. Because the art is shit. It makes no sense at all. It just, no, it's just a sad and depressing that this is a Superman book, action comics, and it means nothing to people right now. It means absolute crap to anybody. Mm -hmm. No one was looking forward to this in that poll that we were looking at. This is issue 1025, which is generally an attractive issue number. We don't have anything but but a poor attempt at a good cover and total crap in between those covers. Um, Not only is the art lazy, but the writing is lazy too. The whole thing is lazy. I can't believe that we have things like Hope at World's End being sold for $0.99, cents, and this is getting $4 an issue. Wow, that's that so makes sad. no sense mm-hmm. to me whatsoever. But, you know, hey, you know, uh, it could be that they just wanted to release an affordable comic, and that's pretty <laughs> cool. But in any case, yeah, um, two and a half out of ten, I, man, it could go down to one. Honestly, this was just poor, pure trash. Um, I wouldn't even buy this as a completionist. Uh, I can't say enough crap about it. There, there, there was just nothing worthy of this comic whatsoever. And like he said, if you do want to argue with us about this comic or anything else at all, you can feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Again, I'm at Not a Robot Show, and he's at Walt Gator93. And you can also send us mail. Uh, not a robot podcast at gmail.com and we won't read your questions ahead of time so we will have to sit there and think about things right there on the spot and answer you on the spot so um, you're going to get gut reactions with those kind of things uh, oh yeah love us hate us want to question us or if you beg me for my grandma's brand, <laughs> uh, banana nut bread recipe um just shoot us a message and we'll get back to you on that but seriously i'd love somebody to try and de- debate this massive turd of a comic book with me um i really couldn't stand it and i don't want to talk about it any freaking more so let's go ahead and move on to the last issue of the night what do we call that issue we call it the Dark Knight's Death Metal Speed Metal. Speed Metal. It's a one shot written by Joshua Williamson with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Friera, Adriana Lucas, and letters by Steve Wands. And the cover was done by Howard Porter. 
It's the drag race from hell in this one-shot tie-in to Dark Knight's Death Metal. Taking place after the events of Dark Knight's Death Metal number three, The Darkest Knight is after Wally West and his Dr. Manhattan powers. Thankfully, Wally has backup in the form of Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, and Wallace West. It's a knockdown drag out race through the wastelands as the Flash family tries to stay steps ahead of the Darkest Night and his Lightning Knights. Lightning Knights, that's a new one. We have new stuff popping up all the time in this death metal series. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's enjoyable. You just can't take it too seriously. But we are getting things, it feels like, wrapped up. A, a little bit. We've got all these loose threads that have been dangling about um, timelines and, and people remembering things. And I'm glad, to see, you know, the flashes, of course, being centered in time, um, they, they they play a big part of that. So it's good to see some of those things coming together, especially in this issue. It was good. Um, the art, man, uh, was there anything in this issue that you that that you didn't like? I'm going through right now. I cannot think of one thing, honestly. Uh, yeah, me either. Me, I, not me. But um, so let's let's go with Death Metal. Uh, what's the full title? Dark Knight's Death Metal Speed Metal One. <laughs> um, so it starts out with that and an explanation, basically that whole catch-up thing, like we were talking about um that that bendis likes to do this is this one's several pages but it it does have a bit to do anybody that didn't read uh oh shoot what was the name of that uh that six issue series flash forward anybody that didn't read flash forward they would need to hear all of this so they knew what happened anybody that has been keeping up with wally west period uh since he disappeared after heroes in crisis i would need to read this so i mean while it does take a little while it i feel like this extra narration here is necessary uh so uh we turn and there's a bunch of all these big beautiful splash pages man um eddie barrows and eber fiera adriana lucas they really they really did a good job here uh definitely we get a great splash of the the flash with Jay and Wally in the background and the darkest night hounding in the back. That's a spooky looking mofo. If you ask me, dude, I, that that's a pretty cool looking picture. Uh, they need to make Halloween decorations. They look like that shit. <laughs> oh, um, he actually has his, um, Halloween, um, costume. It's him. Um, the, um, that death, I think there's one or two other characters who got who this year are getting Halloween um costumes. Are you kidding me? Um true, yeah. Someone tagged um Scott Snyder in a post on Twitter, I think uh, a week or two ago, and showed them yeah. that there's four of his creations are now Halloween costumes. Dude, that's awesome. That's gotta feel amazing. Oh, I can imagine like that's just the fact that this character was created a few years ago and it's already having a homie costume that uh, I think it's Red Death, Bamboo Laughs, one of the um the Robin Crows. There's one other one, I can't think of who it is, but yeah, they all get homie co- costumes. 
don't get me wrong. I'm sick and fucking tired of the evil Batman. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know I'm ready for this storyline to end because he's done. He's done such a good job of, of not just making them like big, huge pain in the asses on an event scale villain, but he's made all of these guys' personalities, the ones we've gotten to know in any case, just horrible. And, and really, really easy to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing is I was expecting to see was the red death to show up in this too, but, um, oh, that would I mean, be, that's, oh man, that, that would have been nice. If he that would have been cool, but, um, yeah. neither here nor there, I guess if the dark Fist Knight is able to keep up with these guys, then, you know, but anyway, so he's sitting there, he's chasing them. He's, he's catching on them. And, um, uh, uh, the black, the darkest night in his final form. Um, he's gone super saiyan, remember? And, uh, the first one to go is Jay, um, or the darkest night. He's unleashed all these black versions of, of flashes. And, um, I see like a flash one. I see a Batman flash. I see a Joker flash and, uh, what looks like might be a Martian Manhunter flash in the background. Um, a regular flash, a reverse flash, dark flash. It's, it's, um, a whole bunch of flash zombies with a whole bunch of different personalities. A grad flash. Yeah. And, uh, the first one to drop is Jay Garrick. He, he gets touched and they burn. Um, the next one to, uh, or, Nobody drops yet. <laughs> um, uh, Wally West shouts out this mathematical equation, and uh, it's the Speed Force formula that Johnny Quick used to be able to access the Speed Force in a different way than than the Flashes and other speedsters could. That's how Johnny Quick got his. Uh, that's how he got his powers. Uh, but he's he's pretty much just frozen time around them for a little while. And they're out of options. They're like, look, you used up the remainder of the Speed Force. Once this goes, we're done. We got to run and that's it. Um, we've got barely anything left. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing what they can to try and pep each other up. And then Wally starts spilling all of his secrets. Uh, about the Mobius chair and you know this is this is how we fix it this is this is what happened with it and um they need to go find it again so Wally's like we need to go back to get it and Barry says no flashes move forward which um you know god I'm I'm so sick of generic flash stuff but I know a lot of people love that stuff the the, the cheesiness of of the Barry Allen flash um, so I can't talk too badly about it, but, um, they're arguing and Wally says, you know, he's just going to take off and go after on his own. If nobody's going to go with him, um, Barry goes with him, of course, uh, leaving Wallace and Jay behind outside of the building. Um, they, they agree, whatever they do, they do it together. They come back outside and all of them start feeling of affected by something they're burning and then it's first it looks like fire and then it looks like this purple stuff um and they they all look different except for wally uh 
they all look death metally now. I guess it's just you can't be featured in a in in a one shot without having your <laughs> Halloween costume on. And that's so that's what we get. We get a trippy looking um trippy looking flash, kinda looks like when he was the black flash, but spiffier. Mm-hmm. Uh get a weird looking Jay, like a tougher looking Jay, and Wallace Flash looks like he mixed with Cyborg and and the the Terminator from T two. Well, mean, it looks just, as if yeah. they took um, inspiration from his new from his new fifty two um costume, the silver and red one. Oh yeah, that's right. I completely forgot all about that. They, they, yeah, it looks like they worked that in there. Well, that's pretty cool. But, um, all right, so they all lay together. You know, they all kneel down together and they're getting ready to take off and bounce um the moment time restarts they have to run right into the horde it's going to take everything they've got and that's exactly what they do they do the 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 complete unexpected and run through the horde and again we see some of them there's there's definite different versions of of these these black racers Mm -hmm. and keep on saying the the joker one looks cool as shit (laughs) <laughs> but uh uh so they keep running and the artwork looks good through here man and they're blasting their way through these zombies uh zombie flashes and uh the batman who laughs the darkest night excuse me <laughs> he uh he realizes what's going on he starts chasing after him right they say what's his next move we fight batman we show him why we're the fastest men alive uh start taking on all these little i guess you'd call them mini bosses and all the different um bad batman that they encounter and um jay drops and then and then and then wallace drops and uh we've got barry and 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 Wally feeling like they they know it's about to run out and they're not going to be able to make it they're not going to be able to escape um in touching upon the conversation they had earlier he mentions that you know you could have stayed behind again in my shadow but you chose your own path and that's why I know you can do this um he says you always said I inspired you well today you inspired me don't use that power Wally use mine and he pushes his power into wally um he takes off and he's he's running he's just barely escaping the the bad flashes the you know the zombie flashes and we see him transform into his badass red uh flash costume his original one and and um dude i love this costume so much i this is my favorite flash costume and uh you know i when when i first started getting into the flash mm-hmm. i i i knew him through justice league comics and that was it you know uh, uh so i i i didn't really i i didn't really know barry allen too much you know uh i i knew wally west other than other than in 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 the Justice League, by the time that I started reading Flash comics, Wally West was the man, and uh, I I loved him. I come to I come to love Barry Allen just as much, but uh, I mean they're 
anyway, they're awesome characters. Uh, I think that's with a lot of people, whether it's from um, the comics when Barry died and Wally was Flash, or a lot of people when introduction to Flash was from the Justice League cartoon show, which was Wally West. I think. Yeah, that's a lot. I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, I feel like most people. Their, their Flash was Wally, unless if they came from New 52 or Rebirth or even post Barry's death, which was a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. But yeah, most people, are, their Flash is Wally. Yep, a lot of people feel that way. I'm split down the middle. I don't have a I don't have a preference other than if I had, you know, um, not a big, huge Max Mercury fan, but uh, not the way that he's been represented lately. Uh, mm-hmm. He was cool when he first came out. I mean, he's got his moments. He's got his cool storylines uh, for sure. You know, you can't argue that. I just don't like, I guess what I meant to say was I don't like what they, uh, what they've been doing with him lately. This, I mean, he's, he's the Zen master of the spend, uh, speed force. Sure. But to just sit down in the middle of a fight, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that was Anyway, getting, getting back to speed metal before I trail off on a whole flash tangent there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, he keeps running and he's he's pushing himself and he's, he knows all I need is one more second. And then he stops and he says, hey, Batman, who tries too hard, too slow. And he throws him up the devil horns. Um, uh, I feel like that was super cheesy. First, I thought it was a middle finger. But then when I yeah, at first it, I was like, I'm yeah, like, I was like, that's just the first finger. And I had to look for the other one. You did the same thing. Yeah. which. I thought it would be better if it was a middle finger than the devil horns. Like, because the devil horns, like, like, what? Yeah, devil oh, okay. horns is like, rock on, dude. Um, and people know about that, too. Similar. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess. Mm. I, it is it is death metal, after all. So I guess you got to throw out the horns, right? I um, guess that's so, the only reason why I can guess with that. Why that's it. He says too slow, and he uh, and and there's a big huge explosion, and we see the darkest night start to laugh, and he says I'm back, back where it all started, lost in the speed force. I can feel myself being pulled deeper and deeper than ever before. I'll become one with the speed force soon, but at least I got the Mobius chair away from the Batman who laughs. Um, ever since I returned, I haven't known why I came back. The universe felt directionless. Now I know what the what it was about this moment last time i felt peace but this time i feel hope i was lost once but i got home i'll get back to my family again you hear me universe my name is wally west and i'll find my family again wally you don't have to and then boom because it really looked, I was convinced 100% that that was the end of Wally West, that he made a sacrifice like like Barry did so many years ago, and that was wow. going to be the end of Wally West. I my, my heart was so, so, so low down there on the floor. I can see it happening. Yeah, that that would have been symbolic <laughs> if it did happen, though. It would have been, been super symbolic, and we, I mean, it's like we just got him back again, <laughs> but uh, you know. But um, I'm glad that that didn't happen. We got some great art on a white background. I'm loving this stuff that's getting done a lot lately. Um, but uh, so that they all came to him, uh, and I guess this is in this is in the in between place in the in the in the speed force that they're in, right? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, okay. So that, and that, that I believe is thanks to Max Mercury, but the whole Flash family is there. Uh, everybody, uh, Max Mercury, Wallace Flash, Jesse Quick, Barry, Iris, the kids, um, Avery, Linda? Yeah. Yep. Linda's there. Bart and Jay. And, um, so, I mean, just pretty much everybody that, you know, they, they've got it all covered there. And they're catching up. They feel good. Um, it looks like his, yeah, they've got to get the chair to Wonder Woman now that they've got the chair. He saved it, which means that he saved them. And now the next part is that they've got to get that chair to Wonder Woman. She'll know what to do with it. And that's the plan. He turns around and says, hey, guys, are you feeling up to racing with me? And haven't felt this alive in years. So that's what happens. Um, he starts channeling what's left of his anti-crisis energy and uh, putting the blue back on. Uh, at least his wife likes it, he says, because she made a comment about how she liked it earlier. And I think the blue outfit looks cool. Yes, something new, something different. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot like his red one. Um, just a little, you know, there's some tweaks here and there, but I, I dig it. I'd be fine if he always kept the blue. That'd be sweet. But anyway, um, so he turns back into the blue and, um, Barry and everybody are ready to run while, uh, while he says, uh, lead the way to Barry. And he says, no, nah, I think you got it covered. It's your turn. And next we see on the next page um, that says to be continued in death metal number four, uh, we've got the Mobius chair trailing in the background with Jay Barry and Wally in the front. And it looks beautiful. Um, and he says, damn right. I love this. This was, this, this, this was, it was really gorgeous to look at the, the, mm. the storyline. Um, the story was really good. It had a few cheesy moments in it. And, you know, I mean, that's just not for me, but it, it didn't really damage the story too much. So I'm going to put this at, um, I'm going to put speed metal number one at 8.5 out of 10 for me. And seriously, grab, grab the last page of this, of the, of this book. And if you can, and get a look at that splash page of of Wally running toward the the page, cause it is gorgeous. I mean, the face, the hair, the whole thing, all of Wally is, is, is beautiful here, man. I loved it. I can imagine at future comic cons that, um, that text box will be gone, and so the um, to be continued will be gone, and that will be first sale for like posters, because that's a nice poster material. Whether it's like for a bookmark or po- or just you hang up, because that's a nice picture right there. Heck yeah, it is. Um, I know it's gonna make its way onto our Twitter feed this week for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, yeah, so I give this an eight point five out of ten. What did you give it? I think I probably gotta go with a between. I enjoy the art. I enjoy the story. If there's somebody who wants a good Wally story, because we haven't got one in a long time, this is one that I would highly recommend. I'll give it an 8.5 as well. It was a great issue. And, like, this one, it has me looking forward for Wally in the future of the DCU. 
Me too, man. And I really, really hope that we get a lot more because, you know, I mean, if we get back to those family centric circles, we could have an outsiders team. We've got the mm-hmm. Batman team. We've got the Flash family. We've got the Superman family. And we're the Green Lantern all family. These, the Green Lantern family. And we're setting up all these little groups that can exist in themselves so we don't have to depend so much on universe shattering shit to have to have events twice a year you know i mean you could have you could have just giant storylines in inside these inside these little family circles that they're making and i think it would be awesome you know i'm Mm -hmm. really hoping that that's what we're gonna see dc do that's 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 what i'm hoping for I'm hoping that in the next year or so, that's what they announce is like at least like one or two of these family books become a legit thing, and people can actually see the heroes be working with the like superhero family because that's what people love to see the most is just the connection they have with their family. That's what allows for thousands of storylines uh-huh. and all kinds of different shit to happen, you know. And I mean, that I'm gonna be outright upset if it doesn't happen in the Batman universe because it's been set up so explicitly. Um, we've also seen that set up in the Superman book as in Superman books as well, uh, but I don't know where they're gonna go with that because it hasn't been. It's not been a plot device. It's just, you know, they the whole family's been there. So that doesn't mean that they're always going to stick around. Um, Green Lantern Corps would be another one. I mean, there's all kinds of different ones that could be thrown together. And I'd really, I really hope to see a lot of that stuff um, um, continue, man. And yeah, you do a lot uh, of stuff that. Dude, uh, were, were you ever a Wildstorm character fan? No, but I mean, a lot of people would talk about it. Is it supposed to come back? It is coming. It is coming back. And something that I found out very, very soon in 2021, we're going to be seeing Grifter from Wildstorm showing up in the Batman universe with a very, very defined role. And uh, Cole Cash is his name. And he was one of my favorite characters. Now, he was my favorite character from the Wildstorm universe. And having him join the Batman universe is freaking awesome. And uh, so he's he's a grifter. That's what his name is. And um, yeah. he's a he's a he's a mercenary for hire. And he he does what he's paid to do. And he's he's a he's he's a pretty it's a really good comic character. Uh, Which you, um, should, you, you, you should check out in. some of that. Um, it's going to be in he's going to be in the Gotham area books. That's so all. We'll, that's all that we know. Oh, uh, so no, it's going to be starting in Detective or Batman. Don't, Don't know, know if it's going to be B- Detective Batman. Or, uh, if we're going to have a Batgirl or a Batwoman, we don't. We don't. You know, Nightwing. We don't know. You know, the Bat. The Bat universe is pretty expansive, and we mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, they could be coming out with a Bat Family book, and you just keep oh, it under wraps. Nice. You know, I mean, that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I think that's what they should use Detective for. I think that they should have yeah. Batman for the bigger story arcs and have have a rotating uh, uh just a rotating story arc uh going through with different characters, you know. That would be um, nice. Like a three arc deal of Batwoman with Steel, you know, for example, just using because they just teamed up. And then, you know, we could have a, a Tim and Stephanie thing that goes for six issues and then, you know, a whole big huge team up deal that happens that, you know, and that 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 goes for six issues or whatever or two issues or it, a lot could be done and I mean just keep it detective story based. Um, keep the outlandish stuff for the other books. Yeah, that'd be actually pretty cool. To, like, see, like, I feel that 
that will get more people's attention than what's happening right now. I agree with as well, man. Unless you have anything more to add, Anthony? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, then. And that means that's the show. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, you can feel free to reach out and contact us. We love talking about this stuff with people. You know, um, collectively, Anthony and I have been reading comics for over 40 years. Uh, so holler at us. We kind of know what we're talking about. Visit campsite.bio forward slash not a robot to find us on your favorite podcast platform and patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcasts for early and additional content. Until next time, be good to each other and don't be a robot. Don't know what he got to-